As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd like to focus on energy security. The number one thing that we can do to lower gasoline prices is increase domestic production of oil. It's really that simple. Unfortunately, the Biden administration has done the opposite and declared war on American energy. Under President Biden's leadership, American oil production has declined by 1.5 million barrels per day. Permits for pipelines and other important energy infrastructure has been delayed or revoked outright. And the administration is pressuring banks to stop lending for fossil fuel projects. As a result, gas prices are the most expensive in U.S. history. General McMaster, can you explain why American energy is vital in the competition between the free world and authoritarian powers like Russia and China? Mm, True. So what's happening right now is you have, these are, you have oil company executives that are testifying before a uh, House subcommittee today, and they're going up. It's just so the whole thing is so wild to me because they're going up there to to talk about all of this, and it's all predicated upon the accusation from the administration that they're not they're not producing enough oil and gas. When the administration was like, "Stop producing oil and gas," and now they're like, "You you stop producing oil and gas, and we helped you to not produce oil and gas by tripping up all your permits, etc." And now we're going to call you before here to make you answer for what we did, right? And it's pretty much it. Welcome to the show. It's uh, Wednesday. We made it halfway through the week. Yay. We made it halfway through the week, everyone. I am your lovable little cynic, Dana Lash. It's good to be here with you today. Now, the uh, a few things to go over because this is, you guys know how I feel about this. I'm like, real. I, I just, I get, I love oil and gas. I don't, someone asked me, told me I was part of a big, I was part of the oil lobby. I don't even know what that is. What is even that? The oil, so if you use a product, are you a part of that lobby? You accuse me of it with probiotics. Yeah, that's only because you're weird with it. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's, you pop up at, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like poor little Juan's trying to go to sleep at night and he rolls over and then here comes Kane popping up bedside in the middle of the night. Did you take your probiotics today, I may today, or may Juan? not have texted him before about it. I know you have because you've talked about so it. I may or may not. So for you guys, Kane literally, I think he gets us like, I don't know, 25 cents every time he says probiotics. That every is not day. true. You know, that, uh, you know that, that one South Park skit where they were making fun of, I guess, millennials and they were, they were going Pilates, Pilates, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, <laughs> laptop, laptop. The Kane's probiotics. That's it. Everything else is normal. But no, apparently if you use a product, then you are the the lobbyist for it. 
Dude, I am all about big cheese, man. Love me some Tillamook shredded cheese. What? Has that wide slice? Yeah. Just saying. Apparently, you are the lobbyist for it because that's where our reductive political discourse has gone. So you have the oil company executives that are in front of, that are speaking in front of uh, House subcommittee today. I hope they give them what fur. I really do, because they deserve it. They deserve it. I cannot wait. I hope that they just give, I hope they give them what for. Because this is so, it's just silly. It's so silly that that somehow this idea that the problem that we have is because suddenly the oil executives decided to not do their jobs. It just doesn't make, it's just, it just doesn't fly. It doesn't make sense. So we're going to keep an eye on all of that as well. We're going to watch all that. Let me just tell you what we got on deck today. Cause I, I kind of have a lot of stuff and we're going to make fun of some people. So we also have not only the oil executives testifying, but the uh, president spoke out about student loans. So they're extending the government's pause on student loan repayments to the end of August. And they had previously extended what they said is the relief targeted at people who have federal loans, right? So they said that, uh, the, and it, this is the Democrats on Education Panels and House and Senate, They're, they told the, the president to extend this moratorium. They said, oh, continued economic upheaval. And they said that uh, more time is needed to help Americans prepare for repayment. I think this is the wrong conversation that we're having. Why in the hell is anyone paying? First off, why are colleges charging for anything that they did remotely? Especially if you were paying to live on campus. Oh, you know Mama Dana was sending us the emails over when I'm looking at, oh, you know. I, I would be up in arms if I, I was the type of college student who was in the office for everything. Like, I think the price of this book is completely overstated. I was that annoying student. Like, I think this book is ridiculous. Like, whatever. Why the question should not be, and I think if you signed up for a loan, then you are obligated to repay that loan. I shouldn't repay it for you, and we're going to talk about that here coming up. Uh, but the idea that we're having the conversation about making sure people have uh, they can prepare for repayment and student loan paying for their education. What exactly did you get for your education dollars when everything was shut down for a year? For real, think about it. I have a headline coming up later in the program that talks about how teenagers are dealing with mental issues still from this pandemic, and we're not even going to see just the long effects of that. We're, I mean, we're just now starting to see it. We have children who have speech delays. I mean, what exactly did you get for your the money that you paid for education? I... I'm just curious how many how many college students out there had to sit sit through remote lectures. You didn't get that college experience. My uh, oldest son has friends who are going into nursing and the medical field. One is going into well, they're going they're going to become a pharmacist, but they had a chem lab and all this, and they were they had to do everything remotely. They missed out on and what was weird is that for some of these colleges, and one of them is UT in Austin. Uh, for some of the colleges, they they just sort of graded you easier and you missed out on a lot of that in-class lab experience and they just kind of glossed over the grade and then, okay, next thing, 
They they missed out on education that they actually need. That kind of scares me, especially because one of his friends might be filling people's prescriptions someday. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, this is a little weird. What did you actually get for your dollars? Colleges charge too damn much anyway, and Democrats are partly responsible for that. Because they, when Barack Obama was in the White House, they voted to nationalize student loans. That's why everything is so insane. Golly, we talked about that six ways to Sunday when that happened. Elizabeth Warren was one of the people that was there voting for it. And she's like, oh, I just don't understand why everything's so expensive. Girl, you were there voting for it. How would you not know? Of course you know. There wasn't any any Republican except maybe, what, the usual suspects of Murkowski and Collins. Now Romney has joined their little their little group. But I think they were the only ones that were kind of weak on it. So what are people actually getting for their dollars? I think that people need to be telling colleges, you did not do enough. First off, it'd be one thing if you actually super served your customers, but you didn't do that. So many colleges, you, you were doing remote learning. So I think people need to really evaluate what they're paying for. Secondly, I think it's ridiculous to assume that you, when you sign and you agree to a loan and you agree to the terms of that loan, that you're dragging the rest of America along with you to assume the obligation of repaying that loan. That is stupid. What makes today's people so much more special that they got to have Uncle Sam paying their way? I didn't do it. Hell, my I was the early aughts in college. Late 90s, early aughts. And I worked three jobs. I had no fewer than 15 credit hours every semester. I worked as a waitress. I worked, uh, I actually did Old Navy denim wall and I did shipping for Christmas. I worked back on loading box. I did. I a job is a job. There ain't no job that is too that's too beneath you. A job is a job, and I unloaded boxes off the back of trucks and all the Christmas stuff, all those goodies that you got. If you were buying Christmas stuff at Old Navy in 1999, 2000, I was unloading your stuff. If you were in St. Louis, ooh. So I just I don't get why people are more why they think they're more special than others. I worked retail. I worked in I worked in the restaurant industry. That's some of the hardest, most humbling work you will ever do. But you make bank if you're a good server. I did all of that stuff. Made sure I was paying whatever bill I had. What what was not covered by scholarships, I had to pay. I did not agree to any loan that I could not repay. I didn't take out loans. I just worked my butt off. And I still live by that mentality. If I don't have the cash to pay for it, I don't pay for it. I don't put stuff on credit. I do not do it. I have my mortgage and that's it. If I, I will not put it on credit. I just, I have a, my grandpa's World War II mentality, I think, on this stuff. It's weird. But I just don't do it. And never have. And I don't understand why people can't get that mindset. Everyone's like, oh, I just, I see people complaining about their student loans walking around in, um, you know, $250 jeans. I see people complaining about their student loans with the latest iPhone. I see people complaining about their student loans and they have their nails done and they have their eyelash extensions and they have, they are, I mean, they are completely kitted out. You have to prioritize people complaining about their student loans that eat out five days, five nights a week. It's you, it, it, you have to learn how to prioritize and learn how to live. You know, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is our high schools woefully unprepare kids for this stuff and their own damn parents. 
what your kid does not learn in your home when they are in your home as a minor child, they're going to learn out in the world. But I realized this the other day. Kane, when did school stop teaching driver's ed? <clears throat> well, my, kid, my kids have been a few years out of high school, and every one of them took driver's ed in high school. I don't think my school offered driver's ed. Schools here, I don't know schools here that offer driver's ed. Yeah, I'm not sure about the last handful of years. Like, remember when schools had home ec? I, ha- I, t- I hated home ec, but I took it. Had to. It was you were you had to take a you had like two electives and one was woodworking and um, one was home ec and I really was like I would rather take shop and my mom's like I think you need to learn how to cook so I had I was in home ec I was like I would much rather play with power tools and my mom's like you need to you're not going to be doing stuff with power tools every night when you come home you're going to be making food so come on learn how to cook. It was actually very helpful. I had to sew a pillow as my final project. It was a pig face. I, I sewed a pig face pillow. Mm-hmm. Nice. I look back on it now. I don't know why it looked so hard to me at the time, but it was like a mountain to me at the time. But why, we don't teach that stuff in school. Like our kids, I had to go through, if my kids had not been homeschooled, they would not know how to deal with checks and all that stuff. They had a whole, we did all of that. Do, we don't, my, my oldest son was like, the schools do not, I mean, we need like practical skills for everyday life. I think that's true because now we focus on all this frou-frou stuff, which is great and all, but I mean, don't you think you need to get, you know, the best do the basics better, right? Don't you think you need to get the, the basics down first? We're going to talk about all of this stuff. I have a lot of different topics to throw at you today. So I want to try to weave a common thread through this. we got to talk about some crime issues because uh, remember Diane Feinstein's talking gun control based on that Sacramento shooting. Well, do I have some details on that perp for you? Also, Poland has released a, well, what if Russia decided to invade us guidebook? Can you imagine what that would look like for the United States? So you've decided to invade the United States. That would be the the title. It would be a guidebook for the people who tried to do it. They could read it when they were in prison. If you're listening to my show, then I know that you believe it's your right to keep and bear arms. More than 100 million Americans identify as firearm owners, and in 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. Silencer Shop is the number one source for suppressors in the U.S. They're a Texas-based company founded in 2010 with a focus on outstanding customer service. Dedication to customers are just one of the reasons that they're ranked 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's over 25,000 thousand reviews. They had one core belief that guns don't have to be loud. The silencer shop kiosk makes the NFA process easy for your suppressor, SBR, or any NFA item that you'd form for. By tapping into silencer shop for your ATF eForm 4, you'll get your can in your hands faster than ever and expect to get it within 90 days. Check out YouTube and Instagram at silencer shop or visit silencershop.com and you'll experience silencer ownership simplified. Don't forget to check out their apparel as well. That's silencer shop.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech so the united states is targeting putin's daughters and uh, russian banks and some new sanctions according to the associated press uh, and apparently sergey lavrov's kids too all their kids of course love doing stuff in the west don't you know it uh they said that uh, these ongoing sanctions they're looking at his he has two adult daughters but he has more kids than that and they're looking at toughen- toughening penalties for some of these uh, some of these Russian banks, which you think that that would have happened a long time ago. Uh, two of Putin's daughters, one is an endocrinologist, the other is a gymnast with a university position. 
Okay. I mean, how long can you be a gymnast as your profession? But all right. Sergey Lavrov's kid apparently lives in a $5 million luxury apartment in London and is like one of those. Well, I think she's one of the people that's getting hit off of Instagram. She's like one of those like, I hate the word influencer. I hate this. She's one of those people who likes to promote stuff and act like it's her lifestyle on Instagram. So apparently they're targeting all of that too. Fascinating stuff. Tiny violins. Police records show women are being stalked with Apple AirTags across the country. This is where you got to be careful with too much tech. I really do think this. So mother, th- this is uh, over at Motherboard, which is a tech uh, subsect of a publication I don't really like. But they obtained reports of stalking, harassment, and abuse using Apple AirTags. And this was uh, something that I guess was like a year ago that the AirTag came out. It's like the, it's a half dollar sized coin looking thing. It has a speaker, Bluetooth antenna, battery inside, and you can track your missing items. You attach it to even your car, your purse, whatever. And if you lose it, it pings every nearby Apple product with Bluetooth turned on to triangulate a location. And then it sends its location back to you on a map showing you where it's been and its current location. But the thing is, is that it's being used more increasingly as a tool to stalk and harass women. I never liked the idea of having an Apple tag on my stuff. Just like the keep track of your crap. The thieves are using their tags, though. Yeah, it's like, just like, just like keep track of your crap, right? It's not that hard. We're, we are like outs- we're outsourcing everything to tech and we're not going to be able to take care of ourselves. We're turning into Wally. It's happening. So Twitter announces that they're going to test an edit feature. And I think it's funny because Elon Musk took a poll and then everybody was talking about it. And then you could tell that that made Twitter a little butthurt because they came out and they said, no, 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 we have had this in you know motion for a long time, guys, a long time. So now they're testing an edit feature, but it didn't come out until Elon Musk started talking about it. And he bought up the majority shares for Twitter. Too funny. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind, featuring a totally unique patent-pending extended magazine. The P-15 pistol's other features include fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec Creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> Mr. President, what do you say to Democrats worried about the midterms? What do you tell Democrats worried about the midterms? We got a story to tell, just got to tell it. Kind of scary stories that you're going to be telling to people. Oh, hello. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. It is Wednesday. Good to be with you. Bottom of our first hour. So what story do they have to tell? That's like a scary children's story. Once upon a time. Whatever it is, it's fiction. Yeah. What story? I mean, not there's not any Democrats that will actually go, well, oh, this is what a woman is. Have you noticed that? Not a single one of them will say it. Democrats suddenly don't know how to do it no more. 
I saw this sentence and I, I put it on my notes and I forgot to put the citation. This is the sentence. The battleground over the definition of woman is visibly playing out in politics and sports. Definitely. I can't believe that's a sentence. I just I remember when I read I just stopped. and I was like, I can't believe this is an actual sentence. This is so wild. Who would have thought? I mean, this is like basic stuff. It's basic, right? Basic. And then AOC, of course, she went out and said this. She tweeted this. She says, um, we know the real reason why Republicans incite epic meltdowns and moral panics around the notion of respecting trans women or acknowledging the fact that non-binary and trans people menstruate because it threatens the GOP's own definition of women as weak male property. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. First off, I really, she is a case study in failed, uneducated feminism. She's actually, she's actually the exception to Linda Hirschman's maxim that college educated, well, is she college, college educated women, uh, they should, if they're staying home, choosing to stay home to raise families, they're betraying their sex. This isn't, that she actually said that, Linda Hirschman, we fought. Uh, this was like t- 15 years ago. Uh, but. AOC is really an absolute exception to that maxim because the more she speaks, the more of a betrayal it is of her sex because it's just ludicrous. It makes us all look stupid. The idea that she's saying that the reason that that the just let me break this down. This is how dumb this is. The reason that the Republican Party are mad over men trying to define themselves as women threatens the republicans view of women as male property what we're talking about appropriation of the female sex her remark doesn't make it's like it doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever if she, if she, her logic is this bad what the hell were her drinks like i'm curious i'm just curious about this but it's true because she you're it, by pushing this i mean you're 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 upending so much determined law and sex discrimination title nine men and women's sports oh man too much so is that the story that they're going to tell i mean jen Saki can't say at what age she thinks that or that joe biden thinks that kids should be taught about sex or gender now ohio and texas are looking to take a page from florida as usual because florida's been leading the way with governor ron DeSantis. so now in ohio republicans are introducing legislation similar to the enacted law in florida that prohibit teachers from teaching like you know kindergartners through third grade sexual orientation and gender identity because it's not settled science it's not science you're you're it, it isn't you can get mad all you want to you're not mad at me you're mad at science and you're fighting with reality i it doesn't have anything to do with education and that's can i sidebar this for a minute because i know a lot of people on the left are so mad about the groomer thing and we're going to talk about that but that's really what this is about because this is this has nothing to do with education this is this is an indulgence you were teaching sexual orientation and gender identity gender identity this is an individual confusion this is not it's and I realize that activists now want to mainstream ev- justify every single thing as you know being some kind of alteration of of natural order. But in reality, we have chromosomes and we have definitive differences between the singular one two genders. 
And this is not these these are concepts that are way above the level of kindergartners through grade three. Now, if you're talking about college courses, things of that nature, after again, the best do the basics better, then fine and have people elect to take those. But when you're looking at taxpayer funded schools, when our kids are falling behind in basics like math, science, reading, oh my gosh. I have so many statistics, it just depresses me and I don't even want to talk about them. About how far behind, especially since the pandemic, kids are now in reading and language, science, mathematics. I mean, you either believe that our children are our future or you don't. Because on this, it looks like everybody else's kids in other countries will be the future. And the statistics are not good and they're getting worse as more and more accountability is taken. And so instead of beefing up studies on math, instead of reconfiguring how we're approaching education as a way to offset, you know, two years of lockdown and remote learning, we're, we're talking about bringing kids kindergarten through third grade and, and teaching them these abstract concepts that are not based on science, but based on, po- on politics alone. I have a major problem with that. Most kindergartners, I kindergartners, not every kindergartner goes into classroom knowing how to tie their shoes, but we're going to teach them this. And then all of these people think that the parents who are objecting over this because parents would like, I mean, they want to teach their children about these issues that have that it's not academic. This is political. And parents have every right to say, this is what we're going to teach our kids and this is what we're not going to teach our kids. People really have such a disrespect of parental authority. So Florida is the only state so far that's made this into law. And so now in Ohio, they've introduced legislation in this. And in Texas, Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor, said that his state should consider a similar law in the next legislative session. Maybe Texas also needs to lower property taxes, too. There's a lot of things Texas Republicans need to do. Texas Republicans need to grow some beans is what they need to do. Cyber, I can't tell you how many of these, some of these Republicans that are going for election, because I've been watching their votes, some of these cats that have not been, you know, some of them that sat on their hands when they could have been pushing to lower property taxes, some of them that sat on their hands when they could have been advancing some of these other bills, they have the audacity to think that they're going to email me for support or an endorsement in an election when I know their record. My gosh, you're stupid. I'm, I'm saving some of them because I'm, I'm considering how badly to put it on blast. Just saving some. But this is the thing. I mean, children and, and the relationship that they have with their teachers, teachers are supposed to be partnering with parents and working on behalf of parents. And the argument that the left has that you're erasing, it's not erasing anybody. You're not erasing anything. We're talking about allowing parents the sovereignty and authority to determine when and where and at what pace and what tone is the best to talk to their children about such subjects when parents feel that it's time. I just, it's wild that we even have to have this discussion, right? So here's an issue with the uh, criminal aspect. Remember the story, horrible story in San Francisco, right? There was a shooting last weekend and number of fatalities. And we're getting more information, too, about all of this. The suspect, of course, prohibited possessor, 
the suspect, long rap sheet. When when Democrats first started talking about this, because this guy who did all of this, um, this individual who went out and shot up all these people, he apparently, and I'm pulling this link up, he apparently like like out like moments before he started shooting people in Sacramento, the guy filmed himself on Facebook Live brandishing his handgun before he opened fire. They killed six people, and he was arrested along with his younger brother. So you have Diane Feinstein that gets out there April fourth. She tweets the shooting in Sacramento this weekend isn't an isolated event. It's the latest in an epidemic of gun violence that continues to plague our country. Enough is enough. Congress just knows what Congress knows what steps must be taken to stop these mass shootings. We just have to act. And I'm like, what steps? Because California was the first state to enact red flag laws. California was the first state to enact an assault weapons ban. Half of my guns are not even considered legal in California. California has a state firearm registry. California has restrictions on magazine capacity. California has restrictions on ammunition purchase. The panacea to increase in crime due to breakdown of California law and order is to restore law and order. And here's the bigger problem. She talks about gun control, but let me tell you about this perp. And this, by the way, in the last two books that I did that touched on firearms, the first one was about guns, the vast majority, it's like over 90% that I looked at in cases. Now, obviously, it differs state by state, city by, you know, major city by major city. The recidivism is what drives this. Now, check this out. California, state of California released this guy early. He barely served half his sentence for a felony, multiple felonies, uh, multiple felony convictions, including illegal possession. This guy had the DA actually took the rare step of telling the state, you need to deny his request for early release from prison because he's a threat. He's going to reoffend. The DA was like, he's going to reoffend. His name's Smiley Martin. He's he's a career criminal. He was in a ten year sentence. He actually he didn't even serve half his ten year sentence. Felony gun and robbery convictions, and he was released from prison four years, barely four years into a ten year sentence. Ten years, by the way, is the minimum for crimes like this. Minimum. And. He was in possession of a stolen firearm. I mean, the rap sheet from this guy was just crazy. Repeat offender. His entire life. Just reams of of felonies on his rap sheet. Multiple prior felony convictions for illegal possession of firearms. And the DA was like, do not release him early. And they released him early, California Corrections. Because California, their system is based on restorative justice, just the kind that Ketanji Brown-Jackson supports. And these are their laws regarding early release. It was passed by the state legislature. They allow prisoners to be considered for early releases. And in fact, uh, the... The DA is a Republican, Anne-Marie Schubert. She was like this. She's like, they don't call them. Like, for instance, they, they don't believe California doesn't believe a felon, a repeat offender in possession of a fi- illegal possession of a firearm. They don't look at that as a violent situation. 
even though it, it statistically has a violent history. I'm not making this up. This is why California has these crazy, crazy crime, high crime. This, this dude, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm going back. You're looking at, I'm looking at like 11 years of felonies. Holy cow. There are people, January 6th, unlawful parading that uh, got into more trouble. I mean, it's just wild. And they all, I've been talking, including Joe Biden, all been talking about gun control. When that has nothing to do with it. Now, a couple of other things here. I'm going to make sure that we get into. And looking at Russia, everybody's been talking about the horrificness from that came out of Buka over the weekend. China assigns no blame. They said, yeah, you should investigate what happened, but no one's really at fault. And the Russian media has been going overtime trying to claim that the deaths are fakes. Now, if you get my newsletter, which I, I do the prep and all of that, and I'm getting back to regular deep dives, it comes with recovery because you have to sit and do it. It's a little difficult with my stitches to sit and type, so I haven't been writing as much. Um, but the situation with the Russian propaganda, there was, a, I don't know if you guys look at Bellingcat. It's a great resource and it's a, a lot of people who follow foreign policy uh, and particularly they've been following this, a lot of this Russian propaganda that they were trying to say that uh, Russia was trying to say that the Buka devastation was staged. I've seen some crazy stuff come out of it. They were trying to say it was all staged when it obviously wasn't. Bellingcat looked at all the photos, all the video, they did everything and they determined, yeah, this was not staged. It absolutely wasn't staged. In fact, they were saying that they the, their piece, Russia's Buka facts versus evidence. And if you, it was a deep dive and the pictures are pretty gruesome, but they looked at, and the video is pretty gruesome. They looked at every single exception that Russian media was promoting as being fake and they debunked the Russian propaganda. Yeah, Russia's doing some horrible stuff. That's what, 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 they, what they did in Buka is horrific. It's uh, it's bad. And Bellingcat is pretty. They're not. I, I mean, they're they're investigative journalists and they've been in different parts of the world. And it's uh, pretty it's a pretty legit source. So if you haven't, that was from Tuesday. That would be your Tuesday radio prep email. You should go and look at that. We have a lot more on the way, including let me tell you, uh, just we got some culture stuff. Obviously, uh, we're going to talk about uh, keep an eye on the uh, oil executives testify testifying before the House committee today. Uh, additionally, the uh, push. Eric Adams, Eric Adams, he, it's almost like, it's weird. He went from being kind of popular going into his election to now everybody hates Eric Adams. We'll get into that. And the left is the people who've spent, I don't know how many years calling everybody Nazis. Now they're upset over the term groomer. We're going to talk about that as well coming up. So stick with us. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, 
water as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beets Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Make sure you go sign up for the newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. And you're going to want all of that good content as well. Quick thing, because Ken and I were talking about the nuance of the Apple tags. There's two ways to do this. Criminals attach Apple tags to people's cars and other stuff. But also the way it was explained to me, and this is like a lesser thing. The tags also, do you set it to be discoverable? Because then it can ping, everybody can notice that you're by them or whatever. And you can also track someone using that if they have not. I don't, I don't own one. I will never own one. That's one of the things I will never own. An Apple tag, a robot vacuum, will never own a robot vacuum. Uh, well, I mean, the closest thing that I get to having a robot is my phone. That is it. Not into anything. Not into any of that. And I don't need refrigerators that can tweet or have touch screens. It's a refrigerator. It keeps your food cold. That's all it does. We have a lot more on the way, including... How we would imagine Eric Adams is trying to sell Florida's gaze on moving back to grayscale high-rise urban life. Stay with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the coffee club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as military members, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door free. So not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also get special discounted pricing and gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. If you're not sure which roast is best for you, take the Black Rifle Coffee quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your first coffee club purchase, coffee and select gear. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. No matter what ethnicity or no matter um, how you self-identify. And this is very important to us. And we're, we're proud to be a part of this. And we're partnering with, with WPPP uh, to put up billboards in major markets across Florida to let everyone know. We're targeting Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm Beach. Mm. Uh, we believe we're going to get about 5 million impressions, and they're going to be up for an eight-week period period celebrating the diversity oh my gosh, this and so lame. acceptance of New York City. So Eric Adams, welcome back to the show, your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash. Eric Adams, New York City mayor, apparently he thinks that his job as mayor isn't you know, to like deal with the city's crime rate and it's not to deal with city administrative issues. He's trying to dunk on the, the don't, which is the parental rights and education, which the left says that don't say gay bill, even though it doesn't say that. 
And he wants to move people to New York. So what he's talking about are these digital billboards that are designed by these subsidiaries. And WPPP is this advertising entity. And they're going to appear in these, the states that he was talking, or the cities he was talking about for eight weeks and Monday, starting, I think, this week. And he goes, you can come to the city where you can say wherever you want. That's what one of the ads says. And then it's surrounded by the word gay in various font sizes and colors, which is the lamest ad I've ever seen. Someone got paid to make that in Corel Draw. And another one says, when other states show their true colors, we show ours. And I'm just thinking, you know, they're because they're, they're spending taxpayer dollars in New York City to advertise to to gays in Florida to try to in to dunk on the parental rights and education law and then they think that they're going to persuade people to come back to New York City or to move to New York City do they actually think that's going to happen so what we were we were talking about this on break and we're like well what would that because the the housing market is it in existence in New York City? I mean, how are you going to... Like, what would an ad... Like, if it's Eric Adams trying to sell to gays who are living the good life in sunny Florida, trying to get them to come back to Gotham? What is that? What does that ad look like? And so we were imagining that, and we're actually kind of looking, with price slightly inflated, at actual legitimate New York property. And so this is probably, Kane, what an ad would sound like. Hey guys, it's Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. Are you dreaming of moving away from the sandy beaches of sunny Florida for grayscale high-rise urban living? Let me help you make that happen. I want you to check out Gravesend, a unique Brooklyn cottage. It's a legal single-family home, historic at nearly 100 years old, and with a spacious 312 square feet of space. Just look at the amenities. Aluminum siding porcelain toilet square foot of grass right outside the front door currently listing at 1.5 million if you're tired of no state income tax if you feel there just isn't enough excitement on your morning commute because there's no worry as to whether or not you'll get pushed onto some train tracks by an uninged homeless person or knocked out cold on the sidewalk by unchecked and unrepentant criminal youth then get away from the safety and security of florida and head on up to new york city yeah where restaurants, theater, and culture are just steps away over the feces and needles. New York City, where at least you're not dead. It's probably what the ad would be like. I'm just saying. Man, that's enticing. Is that enticing you? We have, we have, I mean, there's gay conservatives in Florida that listen to the show. Does that, are they enticed? I mean, imagine, like you're sipping a, you know, a, a mimosa. Which, by the way, brunch was invented to day drink. It's the vehicle for alcohol. Imagine, you know, you're living the high life by palm trees. You're in, you know, Palm Beach. You're drinking your mimosa, looking at your keep calm carry on posta. No, I'm kidding. That's you, if you know that video, then you know. Uh, and then you decide: <laughs> Are you going to actually move back to New York? Oh, uh, that's a hell no. I mean, just imagine this. Imagine this. So, like, you're considering this. Kane? 
Man is slashed in the neck with a box cutter on New York City's Wall Street subway. Police hunt suspect who fled on foot in latest violent attack. The victim was attacked on a northbound 4-5 train on Tuesday. Police say he engaged in an altercation with his attacker, who pulled out a box cutter and slashed his neck. The attacker, described by cops as a man in his 30s wearing a sweatshirt, fled the scene and remains at large in New York City, where at least you're not dead. There's a headline. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they're thinking of all of these things, right? You know. Or what about, uh, Kane, what about this one? Innocent woman, 61, returning home from grocery shopping, is shot in the back and killed as she's caught in a shootout between four men in the Bronx, the latest to die in New York's spiraling gun violence. This is a horrible story. She was rushed to St. Barnabas Hospital. Suspects fled on foot. No arrests have been made as of Tuesday morning. We're in New York City. Well, at least most of the time, you're not dead. I mean, what's not to love, Eric Adams? How much do you think they're spending on this? The, on the ads that they're putting up there. Well, it's tax money, so whatever the amount, it's a waste. I mean, I can't. The ads are dumb looking. It, the, I mean, they legit look like someone just discovered the rainbow gradient in Adobe Photoshop, and that's it. You know what we're going to do with our ad? We're going to have the black background, white words, and then when we reference gay stuff, uh, I just want you to, if you could, just put an extra layer in a Photoshop and use the rainbow gradient on that. Yes, uh, is that going to be a vertical or horizontal gradient? Great question. Uh, I think maybe we start with the horizontal gradient so we can get the full spectrum of colors, just depending on how we have the words that suggest gay in it. They actually think this is a free speech issue. They, that's, I mean, that's legit what I'm opposing. That's legit what one of the words, that's what one of their things in here. They think it's an actual, they think it's a free speech issue. And one of their ads, they, that's how they actually promote it. They say New York City is alive and so is Rainbow Free Speech. No one is saying that you can't say, what do they think is going to happen if you say gay in Florida? I bet. Do they think that, that there's like an army of drones that descend upon you? It's parental rights and education. It's telling teachers, hi, can you teach kindergartners to third graders about, you know, math and science? No, I want to teach them about how to have to sex. That's what, that's what this is about. It reminds me of the music we play at the end of the show every day. Beetlejuice. Yeah, right? It's so, oh my gosh. It's amazing in a sad way. I mean, I'm not making light of, you know, any of the crimes that have happened, but Jiminy Christmas. And he's like, he goes, Eric Adams said in his thing, he's like, this is a matter of life and death. Like not teaching kids about how you have sex is a matter of life and death. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just curious about this. Golly. And this stuff, I mean, I'm looking at it. Um. There's some super, I mean, I guess, you know, if they, if people wanted to, would you leave Florida to go to New York? There's nothing that would entice me to go to New York. No. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Good heavens. I'm just, I'm just looking at like, I'm scrolling through some of the latest crime. I mean, it's awful. The crime rate, the high taxation. And then of course, don't forget that they had that bail reform that made it even worse because it was driving up 
realist it was it was it was driving i mean it made it even worse it was driving up a number of things first off you're driving up the recidivism rate violent crime increased just awful all right so we have some other things we'll come back to this maybe we should help out eric adams and advertise some of the best things about new york city right we will we're gonna come we're gonna come back we're gonna come back to it we got some we got a couple of other things to uh to touch on as well we need to make sure we hit it so a few things here and i'm gonna we're gonna dive into this a little bit more but i noticed that it's amazing to see people who screamed that everyone who disagreed with him was hitler and that everyone that they dislike is a Nazi. Now they're upset that people on the right are using the term groomer to describe people who want to, without parental consent or even knowledge, who want to teach kindergartners to third graders about graphic sexual intercourse. And there are some even conservatives who are like, oh, I don't know. The tone is off on this. Shut up. Sit down, you marshmallow. You are. Some of these people, if you cut them, they're just marshmallow. I'm not saying cut them, but you know what I mean. I can't believe I even have to say that, but everything is so dumb. There are actual conservatives, and some of them are people that I'm on a friendly basis with, maybe for right now. But I just, I think it's uh, nuts that we're fighting over terminology when that's exactly what it is i i do it's not based on on education it's based on breaking down the trust between the child and parent by not even informing the parent of what the child is learning and putting it in the child's mind that the relationship with the teacher is paramount and takes precedent over that with the child and the parent and then the the things that they're teaching these kids are not based in science it's based in in personal preference and politics I can't think of a better term to describe it than grooming because you are you're seeding the mind to accept more of this and it's indoctrination because it's not based on again science etc. I well we're going to talk more about this because this is turning into a fight on the right and I just it's actually shocking to me that it is. Also coming up a Chicago church is Fasting from whiteness for Lent. Uh, First United Church of Oak Park. They wrote this on their website, quote, in our worship services throughout Lent, we will not be using any music or liturgy written by or composed by white people. This is anti-biblical, by the way, what they're doing, because you're called to actually drop all of these identities and you're supposed to have one identity in the kingdom. So this ain't even right doctrinal teaching. We're going to talk about that as well here coming up. So you don't want to miss. While the media and political class are obsessed with supporting anything and everything that's outside of America, it's important that we focus on our country, our families, and the businesses which need your support. And this is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same powers as the major carriers, so you get the same great nationwide coverage. Plus, you also get peace of mind that your money is supporting your right to free speech. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team 
team provides exceptional customer service. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responders. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Support a company that shares your values. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. I'm going to come back to this in a, in a later segment, but Travel and Leisure says your thermostat should be set to 82 degrees every night, according to a new report. You can take your new report and you can choke to death on it because I require 68 degrees to sleep and this is non-negotiable. We're, what, I, what, I'm curious as to your all thoughts on this. So think about this as we go into some of these other headlines here. All right. So uh, a couple of other things. This blows up. Shanghai residents have been going to their balconies to sing and protest about lack of supplies because, you know, they're on they're on a lockdown again. They're locked down again. And remember, they had that little weird robot dog crab thing that had a bullhorn taped to it. And it was going around telling everybody to get off the streets. And I wanted to drop kick it. So because they've been going to their balconies and singing and protesting about lack of supplies drones begin appear started appearing in the sky telling them quote literally quote you can't understand it because it's in, Ch- in mandarin but uh or in chinese they said please comply with covid restrictions control your control your soul's desire for freedom what? do not open the window or sing it was on waibo yeah and it's so weird. Some of the video that's coming out of this is just wild. Uh, all right. Also, I would, sh- man, I'd love to shoot that little government drone out of this guy. I'm just saying. Uh, Iran moves machines for making centrifuge parts. Of course, they've been doing this the entire time. This the, this uh, whole agreement was all nothing but a joke. They've been moving these machine parts, and they've been they've been dealing with this. That this was something that was supposed to have been stopped. Remember, and not even this far along because of Obama's agreement, which never actually they never actually followed. Over a quarter of twelve to nineteen year olds have pre diabetes, according to research. MSN. U.S. residents on the cusp of developing type 2 diabetes include about 28% of youths ages 12 to 19, according to research published in JMA Pediatrics. They have a condition known as pre-diabetes, meaning the level of sugar or glucose in their blood is higher than normal, but not enough to be diagnosed as having full-fledged diabetes. Research has found that percentage of youth with pre-diabetes has doubled in recent years. Good heavens. And half of all healthy 45-year-olds will develop it, too. It's more prevalent amongst boys than girls. You know, toxic masculinity and all. But that's very interesting. I mean, pre-diabetes. Hmm. Now, AP says that, well, it's been reporting on how Major League Baseball is going to give an okay to electronic pitch calling. It's uh, ending a tradition that has spanned over 150 years, MLB approving the use of an electronic device for catchers to signal pitches in an effort to eliminate sign-stealing and speed games. Video ballparks as the technology's increased, and now everyone's... that They had that... Wasn't the Astros? They were penalized for using a camera and banging a trash can to alert batters to pitch types. So, interesting. Stay with us. we got a lot more in store. 
The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust legacy precious metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust legacy precious metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy precious metals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866-580-2088 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for Chapter and Verse, the newsletter. This song is my anthem today, especially after... I. By the way, is there anybody better than Shirley Manson? I mean, she really is just... She's, she's an icon. Golly, love it. And the guitar tone, ugh. Garbage was great. <sighs> So, like I said, this is my anthem, especially after reading the story about... Did you, re- did you guys hear about the Capitol Fox? This is the only entertaining thing that, come, that came out of Washington, D.C. There was a, an actual, for real, legit fox, a red fox, which I thought they were all red, to be honest with you, uh, that was apparently had established a den on the, in the, on the Capitol grounds. I do have a question. If you're... If you have a fox that is able to establish a den on Capitol grounds, what the hell are the groundskeepers doing? Because they have legit groundskeepers there that work nonstop. How is a fox able to establish a den? I'm just curious. Anyway, so what ended up happening yesterday? It was a sad, sordid tale where a wild fox had made a had established a den on the Capitol grounds and apparently bit some folks because she was protecting her kit. Right? She had baby foxes. She was protecting her kits and she was a female fox. US Capitol Police said, Burp, we have received several reports of aggressive fox encounters on or near the grounds of the US Capitol. For your safety, please do not approach any foxes. You have to tell people on D.C. that, in D.C., because they will do it. Look, it's a wild animal. Let me touch its mouth. That's what they'll think. So they said animal control officers were working to trap and relocate any foxes. So I saw a picture of this fox who was captured, and I was worried. I was like, what about her kits? Because I have more compassion for this animal than I do anybody in Capitol Hill. I mean, it's a fox doing fox stuff. You know what I mean? Because Kane's like, well, what did it get euthanized for? And I go, being a fox, it was protecting its kit. The the lady, the, the mama fox was protecting the baby foxes. And so you have this story. They end up, and this was sad. It bit, what do they say, nine confirmed bitings, including some Sacramento congressperson. I don't know if they're Republican or Democrat. I didn't look it up. I don't even care. Some of them deserve to get bitten. Let's just be honest, okay? Some of you deserve to get bit by a fox. You really do. (laughs) 
right? So they said staff members, lawmakers, they were reportedly, they were, they were submitting reports of being attacked by a wild fox that was nesting on the ground. And they finally got it. And they, uh, they said, what, six uh, number of reporters, lawmakers, uh, nine total had been bitten. And they found it. And everyone was going, oh, the fox is so cute. It's so cute. Well, it's dead now. They killed it. They euthanized it because they had to check for rabies. And you know how they do it? They kill the animal and then they bust its head open and slice its brain up. That's how they that's how they check for rabies. I don't know what's happening to the to the the kits. I don't know what's happening to them. It's Harambe all over again, guys. It's what it is. I'm telling you. So I'm, I don't know why it makes me sad. Am I just reading too much into this? Or do I just hate bureaucracy that much? I think it's both. How do you let this stuff... I mean, I know if there's a rabbit in my yard. How do you not know if there's a fox with a den on... Especially if there's that many sightings of it. Like, all these Congress people... Joni Ernst even had taken a picture. Like, oh, I saw this fox while I was walking outside. And she just took a picture of it. It didn't get near her. But maybe it only bites the bad people. I really want to look at who all was bitten to see if there's like a pattern. That's going to be my project after radio today, because I really feel like this fox is put down unjustly. It was put down for the crime of being a mother, Kane. But you're right, because how do they not know? How many fences have they put around the White House at this point? How many? I mean, it's not like they're, they're not out there constantly on the grounds. Right. Like, how do they not know that this could have been avoided? Yeah, this all could have been avoided. It all could have been avoided. So I'm a little, you know. I'm a little uh, uh, not happy about that. So I'm just, you know, I'm just going to say that. All right. So I wanted to remember the headline that we had last segment where we were talking about the thermostat. I saw this with travel and leisure. And this is disgusting. Travel and leisure says your thermostat should be set to 82 degrees every night, according to a new report. What new report? What new report? I cannot sleep unless it's 68 degrees. It has to be 68 degrees. Do, do people, I mean, if you hate yourself, I hope Elon Musk bans this account. If you hate yourself, then yeah, go ahead and have it at, at, at 82 degrees. That sounds horrible. Isn't that horrible? That sounds like absolute literal hell. Who wrote this? A lizard? Did a lizard write this report? The, it says, Consumer Reports... Energy Star came out with recommendations for setting your air conditioner so you can save money and use energy efficiently, according to Consumer Reports. It is recommended to set your air conditioner at 78 degrees when you're home and awake. I'm going to I have my own report. It's called the Dana Report, and it's I could have a lot of things I'm going to tell you about if you're going to order me around with my thermostat. You're turning me into my stepdad, man. I'm I kid you not. This actually happened. When I the after when the first time we moved we went back to uh, stay with my folks after we moved to Texas, the way that my parents' house is, you have to I have to explain this to you so you understand how crazy this was. The way that my parents' house is, they have a hallway that has you know three bedrooms off. It's just you know a regular ranch style house, and then they have the hall goes into it splits into two things: the front door and then you have the living room. But you kind of have to go around a corner to get into the living room. The thermostat is in the hall right at that little space 
where it T-bones into the front door and then goes into the living room. And you don't have a direct line of sight from where my stepdad sits around that corner in the living room to the thermostat. So we were there, right? We were there in the house and I was just thinking, it feels just a little chill. And so I did not even actually fully come to a stop. I just sort of glanced at the thermostat. And I hear this voice calling from the wilderness that is the living room. And it was my stepdad saying, don't just think that you can touch it because you're back. Don't think you touch that thermostat just because you're back. I didn't even like hardly look at it. There it was. I mean, it, and I, then I stopped and I looked back. I couldn't even see him. I had to like walk over. I'm like, how are you even? He's like, I just, I could hear it. I'm like, hear me looking at it? I didn't even stop. You're going to have a dad riot is what's going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of dads driving up to, con- to the, to the, uh, Consumer or not consumer reports also reported on it. But if the Department of Energy starts pushing this, you're going to have dads driving up in their lawnmowers. Right. They're going to be up there rioting in the daddest way possible. So energy starts like, yeah, set it at 82 degrees. It's a little higher. They go. It's a bit higher than most people are used to. It's a bit higher than any human has experienced. I think I can pretty much cook food at this temperature. Right. I'm already sweating. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when Obama was president and he was telling people to, you know, raise their thermostats and, and you know, put more air in their tires? Yeah. Like, to save money on their failed policies that caused price increases? Listen to this. This is actually a sentence. Pray for me. People who are more heat tolerant can also ratchet up the temperature one degree at a time as well. What does that mean? To get acclimated to the heat? Like heat tolerant, like Daniel and the fire heat tolerant? Or like, what's the level here? What is the level? What do you have to have your temperature at? I got to have 68 degrees or we're going to have a fight. During the day, mine's around 71. And then at night, it's lower. My house does not get above 72. But I also have sprayed insulation. And my, my energy bills are actually lower than where we lived previously. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because the insulation is chef's kiss. So I don't, we don't really have to fight with it a lot, but I don't let, it's 72. It is 72 degrees. I've been windows open for the last week and a half, two weeks. I've refused to turn my AC on. I would love to have all my windows open, but see what would happen. My dream is to one day have like an actual allergy medication that works. I would love to have all my windows open. I love nothing better than a breeze. And then what is it? The attic fan. My parents had an attic fan that went all the time. That is the sound of my youth. Oh my gosh, the attic fan and cicadas are my favorite sound in the world. But here's the problem. If I do that and then I come and join you on radio or I do a Fox hit or we do the simulcast, um, it'll look like Mike Tyson beat me up because my eyes will be swollen and I'll be sneezing and running and I won't barely be able to talk. So, I mean, literally my eyes will probably be swollen shut. So I'm severely allergic to cedar. Cedar... Uh, cedar, juniper, mulberry, certain grasses, and certain molds. Like, I am at the top of the top. So your girl will look like, I don't know, like a, like a, I'll have a pillow face. I don't even know, man. But I can't, this, you know, this kind of goes into what we've been talking about. This whole thing with tiny houses and let's go back to when, it's like taking us back to the dark ages. Don't eat meat. Don't have AC. 
I feel like we already did the pioneer days, right? Haven't enough of us died of dysentery that we could, you know, we don't have to do this anymore. Like we invented the AC. It's like, why well, don't camp? Because we invented houses. I can enjoy the outdoors and want to go sleep in an air, a climate controlled room at night. Okay. One does not invalidate the other. I'm just, it feels like they're trying to take us back to, because when you think of, when you think of Russia and Eastern Bloc nations, right? What do you think of? This kind of stuff. Don't eat meat. Don't eat a lot of meat. Don't eat. I, I feel like it's like priming people for that. You know what? Out of spite, I'm going to turn it down a degree lower. I'm going to turn it down a degree lower because this I do not abide. It is like they're going to they want you to eat all kinds of chemicals and everything else and and not they don't they make they don't want you to eat no meat, no organic. They just want you. They want us to turn into those those blobs from Wally. As Juan says, war, pandemic, wind power. Ah, everything's scary. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. So. We got a lot coming up, including now, guess what? The European Union admits it's given Russia $35 billion for energy since the war began. Yeah, right over there, Kane. Kane just had an out-of-body experience. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about it coming up. We got uh, more uh, envisioning what Eric Adams would make as a real estate ad to invite people to move to New York. You know, because he's wanting the gays from Florida to come to New York because he believes that people can't say gay in Florida. I'm broadcasting Florida, and I just said the word. Nothing happened, Kane. Nothing happened. We're, we're in stations all across Florida. Florida's some of my favorite people. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. This impending crisis, um, or the worsening, the impending worsening of the crisis, <laughs> um, we will be seeing likely in late May. Uh, but it's around something called Title 42. Now, a lot of people might not know the sort of policy implications or even what Title 42 is, but it's a big part. It is the central player in all of what we're about to see. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So, where to go? Let's try, let's try this one. A uh, Florida man crashes a stolen truck. He's trying to. Ca- he was trying to carjack it, and he was at a Fort Walton Beach gas station. And I, I saw this. I didn't have this on my rundown, but I saw this because he had a smoky eye in his uh, Okaloosa County Jail mugshot. There's a Fort Walton Beach man. It happened uh, at the CEFCO. It was on Channel Three. It was it, local news has been apparently aired video of it. So he tried to, he forcibly removed the victim from the company vehicle, was hijacking the vehicle. And then he tried to run over the guy, the victim, who was fleeing on foot. And then he ended up hitting a parked vehicle in a fuel island. And then he tried to speed through the parking lot to flee the scene, but he ran right into a light pole. So he had multiple accidents just trying to get away in the car that he, that he carjacked. 
is he's that's not good uh yeah so that's i think you need to learn how to drive apparently before you decide to um carjack somebody it's just what it seems like all right uh this i gotta some of these stories are so ridiculous i can't even uh let's see here i'm gonna do this one so in miami this is just the headline, Channel 6. Dog poop links suspect to violent Miami armed robbery. So 62-year-old William Carroll made a mess of stuff. He tried to rob a woman at knife point, but she was returning from walking her dog Monday night, according to an arrest report. And when it happened, uh, the woman's dog had stopped in a stair, had stopped by a stairway to, you know, do his business at her residence. And as she picked it up, this guy approached her from behind and pushed her against the wall, pulled out a knife and started to strangle her. Uh, she tried to take off her watch and bracelets. He tried to take off her watch and bracelets, but only managed to take her book bag and a bag that had her wallet in that. Uh, and witnesses saw it and screamed that they were going to call the police. He fled the scene, but officers who responded, apparently, while he had done that, she apparently did not have all of the um, dog do in the bag when she was after she picked it up. He just like did it at the right time, and he had dog crap all over him. So that's how they were able to get him rather quickly. They found him. uh, He was interviewed by a detective when they ran him down. And uh, he was covered with dog feces. And he was like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, come on. Uh, Cowboy decided to take his uh, horse through a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. Can you do that? I don't know. I'm sure. Uh, This was over from Channel... This is Channel 2 in Florida. uh, LaBelle, Florida. And... The, yeah, apparently they see it, you can. Uh, he said that um, he's taken his horse. This guy said he took his horse through the drive-thru. I was like looking at it. The story's written horribly. No one gives a rat's ass about Old Town Road. Nobody cares. Just get to the story. A guy rides his horse through Dunkin' Donuts. I wonder what all you could take through the drive-thru. I know you can't like, you can't walk up in the drive-thru, but you know, isn't a ho- and depending on what horse it is, it's rather tall. We got a lot more on the way. Don't miss, stick with us. Another topic, a lot of stories about Hunter Biden surfacing this week. So to ensure the independence of the investigation, would the president support the appointment of a special counsel? Well, first, the president has never had a conversation with the Department of Justice about any investigations into any member of his family. He said that during the campaign, and he will continue to abide by that. So I'd point you to the Department of Justice for any additional steps they would take. They would make those decisions independently. Hmm. So that's Jen Psaki. She's not actually committing to they won't even commit actually to whether or not uh i mean joe biden's like i'm very confident that hunter didn't do anything you know very confident and all of this other they're not they're not saying they're not committing to anything they're just so they need special counsel on this there's a lot of stuff that they need on this i mean we know what is on the laptop they verified the laptop they verified it we knew that and and it's in FBI custody now, I believe. It's been in yeah, it's been. How long has it been in FBI custody? It's been for a while. It's been a long time. And so, these are things that are truths. We know this. I don't know why they're still hiding it. Welcome back to the show, Dana Lash. Good to be with you this Wednesday. And it is. I was just telling Kane. Can you imagine if we were skirting the books, skirting the law, doing, you know, not paying our quote unquote fair share? 
even though we're paying everybody's fair share, can you imagine what that would look like if, I mean, we, we'd be in the clear if we were Hunter Biden. See, there is, there's that Democrat privilege that he enjoys, that the rest of us do not, that the rest of us do not. We just don't have it. We don't have that Biden name. I don't feel, that's why I don't feel bad for Joe Biden in that video where everybody's, he's Barack, everybody's talking to Barack Obama and nobody's talking to Joe Biden because he brought this all on himself. He's just a ridiculous person and he's abused his power and he's allowed, you know, his son to do all of this shady stuff. His kid's done all this shady stuff. So I don't feel bad that people were ignoring Joe Biden in favor of Barack Obama at the White House when they were all there yesterday. I don't feel bad at all one bit. Not one bit. There's so much to explore here, including I, I really would love to see it pursued as to how much uh, Hunter Biden actually made, for instance, off of China and uh, the, what was it, the Democratic Republic of Congo and how his firm, they secured, remember, they helped secure cobalt. New York Times did a story on this. They were helping to secure cobalt for a Chinese firm, CCP firm. It was like a $4 billion purchase. It was it, it's a, to by a huge CCP Chinese conglomerate, one of the world's largest cobalt deposits. And cobalt is is necessary for EVs, so many things, batteries. And it was the Shanghai-based... Uh, part, their partners, Bohai Harvest RST, Equity Investment Fund Management Company. Hunter Biden got a lot of money off that. And one of the things, too, that we're learning, because China wanted to get control over that, that cobalt because they wanted to secure their monopoly on rare earth metals, and we've ta- or rare earth minerals. We've talked about this before, uh, why it's so dangerous that China really has so much on this. And they were able, thanks to Hunter Biden, they were able to get control of even more but then there is the question of who is the big guy and i bring this up because this ongoing probe into this the jury themselves it's grand jury it's the grand jury that's looking at this information and they're hearing these witness testimonies and one of the witnesses that was testifying in Hunter Biden's before Hunter Biden's grand jury, it was one of I think it was one of the ex girlfriend. Well, it was the ex girlfriend. It was Tony Bobolinsky, many others. One of the questions that came up, the witnesses they were it was uh, in Wilmington, apparently Wilmington, Delaware, and it was brought before the panel. Uh, it was one of Hunter Biden's business partners, James Gilliar. Remember when he and I'm this was a New York Post piece. And the date is October 15th, 2020. The headline of this piece is emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in big on behalf of family with Chinese firm. So in this story, the New York Post had pointed out that James Gilliar was looking, he was outlining this uh, percentage distribution. They were proposing how many percentages people were going to get and how many in, in distributing equity in a company that they were, that they had created for this joint venture with uh, a CCP Chinese company. It was CEFC China Energy Company. And it was dated March 13th, 2017. And the proposal included this sentence, 10 held by H for the big guy. Now, remember in numerous discussions that came out when Tony Bobolinsky 
he was it, he was the one who said, and this was back on October of 2020. He was the one who said that yeah, the big guy H is Hunter, and the big guy is Joe Biden. And at the time that this all came out, he was the he was a, a candidate. Now. And it, that wasn't the only thing. There was There's information, too. They've had other emails and other discussions about big guy, and it's not, you know, it, this is not something that it just came up from Bob Alinsky. But he, he was the one who first said, yeah, Joe Biden said he never discussed dealings with Hunter, which is false. He goes, I dealt directly with this family. I know for a fact that he did. He said, when we were talking about the Biden family plans with the Chinese, he was very familiar with all of it. And he also wanted 10%. The email, it had four, they had four partners in the email. That May 13th, 2017 email. And the email had each of the four partners getting 20% shares in the business with 10% going to a guy named Jim and the remaining 10% quote held by H for the big guy. H was Hunter. Bobolinsky and others have testified before. The Bobolinsky says that the big guy is Biden. That H. Hunter, big guys Biden, that's what the discussion was. So the reason this came up is because one of the the grand jury, after they had this witness who testified, the witness was asked to identify who the big guy was in Hunter Biden's deal with that energy, that Chinese energy conglomerate. So this isn't. You know, we're not, this isn't something that was like brought up by, you know, Republican operatives or something like that. This was the grand jury who's hearing this and they're like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Who's the big guy? Who's that? You're talking about these four people who are getting each this percentage 20% here, 20% here, and then you got 10% for this guy. 10. Who's the big guy? And that's how now Joe Biden could get drug into this. I mean, everyone's he there's tons of other emails showing that he was very much aware of Hunter's business dealings. There are tons of emails that show that he's very much aware to the point where he used his office to entertain some of these business people. Remember, this was all stuff that came out in the laptop that all of these you had these busted, discredited uh, people like uh, Brennan and Clapper who lied under oath. Brennan, who spied on people, spied on Senate staffers. It's amazing. All of these people who were in Intel, who were in Intel under Barack Obama and Joe Biden, all these all these spy heads, all these Intel chiefs. Oh, this is just Rus- Russian disinformation. Well, now your damn departments have legitimized, have verified that it exists. They have custody of one of the laptops. You have now New York Times, Washington Post, coming out and verifying the contents of the laptops, which people like Washington Examiner Examiner and New York Post already did. People were discredited and permanently banned from social media for talking about this stuff that has now been verified as real because it's safe for them to verify it as real. I hope that Joe Biden gets drug into this because I think he absolutely knew. Of course he knew. He absolutely did. 
They're involved with so much corruption and they helped China amass an even greater monopoly on the rare earth minerals that are needed in order to make Joe Biden's green energy plan a reality. Now, as all this stuff is happening, speaking of Biden, inflation fears are forcing America to rethink their financial choices. According to CNBC, Consumer Price Index, measuring a wide-ranging bunch of goods and services, jumped almost 8% in February from 12 months prior. People are thinking, they're rethinking everything. I can imagine recession fears that people are on edge. This administration has shown no interest in curbing any of it. In fact, Money Matters conducted a survey and they discovered that three in five Americans admit waking up in the middle of the night thinking about their finances. You went from the pandemic and now to the inflation brought on by these horrific choices. Jeez. I, I, I feel badly for people. And this, uh, yeah, as Kane was saying, with the oil executives and everything else, trying to blame it on the people who were trying to actually do more and were stopped by government. Now, in Woke, today in Woke, Oreo has been woke before, but now they've, now they're, I don't even know what this video is about. Were gay people not buying cookies? Didn't they have a, they had a rainbow Oreo before. This is, I hate this kind of activism from companies because it's corporate pandering for free earned media. They had a tweet out that said, coming out doesn't happen just once. It's a journey and it leads not love and courage. Well, just make cookies. You have one flipping job. Make cookies. Why do you have to have a cookie affirm your life choice? Why does everything, why, why do you have to have inanimate objects, even things that you consume, affirm the choices that you made in your life? Are you so insecure about your life that you have to have inanimate objects? I need my toothbrush to reaffirm my life choices. I need my, or affirm my life choices. I need my razor to affirm my life choices. I need my cookie to affirm my life choices. This is like how everybody has to have their own flag, right? I haven't had an Oreo in a long time. I don't dislike Oreos. I just, just make a cookie. Why does everything have to be a statement? Everything has to be a brand. Everything has to be a statement. It's so annoying. Not everyone is actually a brand or can be. Do you remember 20 years ago when that conversation first started to crop up as branding started really getting out of control on social media, on blogs and and on Facebook and everything else? Well, maybe not Facebook, but it it was weird. And I just remember thinking, personal branding, do we really want to go... I had someone go, what's your brand before? This is a long time ago. And I just, the only thing I could say was, that's a stupid question. Sometimes people are just people. Not everything has to be a brand. Not everything has to be. So coming up, a few things, including some of the most radical changes in abortion law in the nation. And even people who are, who define themselves as being uh, okay with abortion are really kind of shocked at this. Colorado has made some insane moves and wait until you hear about this California law that has been proposed that allows it that I'm not kidding you the law proposed in California not only allows abortions up to birth but there's no criminal penalty for seven days after birth no joke I'm going to explain that to you here coming up And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-hmm. This is sad. More than half of New Yorkers say that their lives would be better 
if they left New York City. Their number one complaint is no, they, it, it's crime, the, the, the high rise in crime, 41%. They said that that's the city's top issue. 19% said it was the high cost of living. 59% of New Yorkers said their lives would be way better if they just left New York City. I don't doubt it, but that's just, it's sad though too, isn't it? It's just so sad. LA County, according to ABC7, says that LA County supervisors are giving preliminary approval to ban single-use plastics in food service. They said that it would be an ordinance that requires all food service containers, cups, dishes, cutlery to be recyclable or compostable. Or maybe you could just stay out of their business. You have no idea what it is that they deal with every day. Stay out of their business. I can't I can't hardly read this story. Um, and it's impossible to like read it without uh, looking at the pictures or the video, which I don't want to do. But apparently there's a 22,000 reward offering to find a person caught on camera abusing a dog in Southeast DC. And the guy's on several doorbell videos. He takes the dog, slams it on the sidewalk, kicks and drags the animal, screams at it. The Humane Society is investigating. Uh, they, there's, I would love to add to this reward too, myself. And I would also love at my own expense and my, my own effort to take care of the perpetrator for taxpayers free of charge with no questions. Um, I honestly, I think this guy should get the death penalty. I hope that I really do. I think he's a monster. And this poor animal looks at him after he's, can you imagine depending on that guy for your food and sustenance as this dog does stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. I mean, it's just so outrageous. That $2 trillion tax cut, the last guy. What was his name? Anyway, the last guy. I forgot it. He never showed up in the inauguration. But anyway. Well, you guys talked about him enough. You well, guys still talk about him Good kid. Yeah, Joe Biden. That's just a little earlier. Yeah, they, you guys talked about him enough, so you ought to remember. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Always good to be with you. This It's a Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. You know, I'm going to tell you something. When he sits here and talks, because he, he, sla- he was trying to make cracks at Trump, and then he was trying to say, uh, and by the way, the tax cut, that was great. And if you repeal the tax cut, oh my gosh, I hope every Democrat that's on the ballot is voted out. It would be, and I, I mean, if you repeal the tax cut and decide to punish people, you guys deserve all forms of hell at the ballot box. It's disgusting. It's our money, not your money. I actually think that people should, you know, I don't understand why the IRS gets any of our money. The IRS is an unconstitutional criminal outfit. Can you believe that you have to pay 30% of your income or more just to stay out of jail? Think about that. Eliminate withholding. All right, so he had said other, he, he had this part too, when he said, oh yeah, we're trying to unify the country. That's been the hardest thing so far. Do we have, you know, which brings to mind, there's this audio that they were from Dick Durbin. Sorry, I'm kind of changing gears here on you. Audio Soundbite 17, Kane. He had said this in response to the ongoing um, Kentanji Brown-Jackson confirmation stuff. Listen to this. Situations, each of them unique in their factual circumstances and to generalize in terms of her position on an issue of that gravity is fundamentally unfair. unfair. But we've done it too on the Democratic side, and I'm going to be first to admit 
as I look back in history, there are things that should have been handled better when Republican nominees were before us. And the majority of Republican senators in the Senate Judiciary Committee, led by the ranking member, Chuck Grassley, I believe were respectful and dealt with the judge in a fair manner, asked tough questions as they were expected to, but did not cross the line into personal attack. Hmm. No, they didn't do to the just Republicans did not do to Ketanji Brown Jackson what Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh. I will never forget that spectacle. The Kavanaugh thing made my oldest son an unapologetic conservative. Actually, both my kids, they both cited that. Of course, Parkland had a huge uh, had a huge effect. Everything that they saw with all of that. But the Brett Kavanaugh hearing was the equivalent of the Clarence Thomas hearing for a lot of people. What they did to Brett Kavanaugh was one of the most ridiculous things ever. And it was very cinematic when, and I told everybody, I'm like, he's got to fight for himself. And that one Lindsey Graham audio where he just blasted them. That was, I mean, incredibly poignant. The, um, they accused him of being a gang rapist in front of his wife. They said he was a gang rapist. They accused him of all of this horrific stuff that they had no evidence for at all whatsoever. What they did to Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, yeah, you know, Democrats could have handled that a hell of a lot better. Don't you think so, Dick Durbin? What they accused them of, what they put them through. They have a really short term memory, Democrats. Because their behavior in, 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 those, in those two, with those two nominees, particularly Kavanaugh, is something that I think is, is one of the most shameful, one of the most shameful things I think I've ever seen in my life. It made a mockery of our system. It made a mockery of our republic. It made a mockery of our, of our country. I mean, remember, I'm not even going to go all the way back to Judge Janice Rogers Brown. Don't ever forget what they did to Miguel Estrada. Miguel Estrada was a Bush appointee. And he was going up for D.C. Circuit. Democrats filibustered him so damn hard. And he was uh, a, a... perfectly qualified candidate (sighs) there was this piece and I have this linked I don't know if you all remember this this has been published several times and it's making the rounds during the whole confirmation struggle because he was Bush's first appellate court nominee in 2001 after 28 long months of poisonous debate he withdrew his name from consideration during the entire confirmation struggle miguel's wife miguel estrada's wife who was pregnant miscarried she overdosed in november of 2004 on alcohol and sleeping pills she and she died she died because of an overdose of alcohol and sleeping pills She had been so traumatized by the nastiness 
of the process that she could not uh, continue. I mean, kind of the same thing really with, uh, and this is a piece from 2003, by the way, in the New York Times that I see a lot of people repurposing. This is like what, what Kavanaugh went through. They were horrific. Dick Durbin was also bad at this whole point. You know, he gets up there, he's chairing the confirmation proceedings. And he was one of the people who was involved in all this stuff. He was one of the guys, him and his colleagues were the people who treated Miguel Estrada so horribly. I mean, it's it's like the it's Kavanaugh was like a repeat. So now he's like, yes, well, Republicans have treated. Yes, they have. They didn't make a mockery of the system. I mean, it's just it is shameful. That wasn't debate. That was mean girl theater. It, it was one of the most embarrassing things to witness. If you want to talk about what's being broadcast out and what is there is no mean tweet that Trump could ever write. That is will ever even remotely come close to what Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh. There is nothing in Donald Trump's entire library of mean tweets that will get anywhere near to what Democrats did to Brett Kavanaugh. That is one of the most embarrassing, shameful, and disgusting things I've ever seen. And now you got them coming out, well, Republican, they were clutching their pearls just because of hard questioning. And then they get a justice up there who can't even define what a woman is. Who won't. Not only that, she can't justify her restorative justice obsession that actually robs justice from those wronged. And she doesn't understand the function of the Constitution as it relates to natural versus civil rights. So I don't really, some people are giving Dick Durbin credit today. I'm not one of them. Because he was right there with them all. And at any point, because of his seniority too, on the Senate Judiciary Committee, at any point he could have stopped some of that. And he didn't. So, no, I'm not going to give him any kind of credit. Not going to happen. Now, we have a few other things to hit on as well. Goodness. Some of the most radical, I got to tell you this. I don't know if you've seen some of this, the Colorado law. The uh, proposed California law as well. This is just, some of this stuff is crazy. What is being proposed. And so Colorado has now decided, I guess, to uh, push for some of the most extreme laws in the nation or allowances in the nation on this. So Jared uh, Police, they always say that he's a moderate. He's not. Some of the moderate people over at Bulwark said, oh, he's he's a model of how you can build a coalition of around the normal. But he is... uh, he only rejected a lot of the hysterical federal coronavirus stuff because um, he was getting a lot of pushback on it. Colorado's new law doesn't allow just for abortion of uh, viable infants, uh, literally up until crowning, up until birth. I'm not exaggerating. 
Uh, but they, the arguments, they say that there's, they, I mean, it's eugenicists all over again. They're, the social, moral, economic benefits of not having kids. So this is one of the things that they actually passed. And they also, there's a couple of really good write-ups about this. The new law that they have, they say pregnant individuals, they use that phrase. The words woman and female, women have been entirely erased from the bill. Which I think is, hi, how sexist are you? Woman and female don't appear once. Wow. And so they signed it. It's state law. It's abortion under any circumstance until the baby crowns. Right up until birth. Now, here's what's even, I mean, there's even, I, it, there's, there's more even with this. So California is proposing a law. This is wild. I'm pulling up this text where mothers and uh, I mean, they can you can have abortions up till birth, but then up to seven days after birth without criminal consequence called perinatal death. And that is uh, it was amended in the assembly March 17th, 2022. And that is it's a California Assembly Bill number 2223. And it actually says this, quote, Nonwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights based on the actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. And that is defined by the World Health Organization as, quote, here's the definition, perinatal death or period. That's up to uh, from just 22 completed weeks gestation lasting through seven days after birth. Wow. What in the world? What in the world is going on? So, yeah, they passed this bill. Oh, they're there. Well, this is there. It's proposed in California. The California Assembly passed the bill. There's still other steps. So it's still a proposal. It's not a law. It's not signed into law like Colorado's wide range sweeping their their legislation. Here's the thing that I always that I always see that comes up for discussion, which is it's nonsensical because everyone's like, oh, the life of the mother, the life of the mother. That's okay. Abortion is a separate entire procedure. It's murder, but, you know, it's a separate procedure. We're we're being very clinical here. And you don't. Abortion is not a technique that is used in order to save the life of the mother. And there's been a lot of stuff that's been written about this. And we've talked about this before also because people, I, I mean, this is a decision that I can't believe it goes this long and people don't make this decision. They, I mean, oh my gosh. It's a set of procedures designed to specifically end a life. It is entirely apart from the actions that doctors take to save the life of the mother. And by the way, those procedures are never, do you realize how dangerous the techniques that they use for abortions are and the life-threatening infections that they introduce that DNA and labor that's never that's no that's and there's so many because of the technological advances where if there's something that comes up later on in a pregnancy where you don't have to you don't have to have a DNA you don't have to have any of that you you don't you don't have to you evacuate the uterus. I mean, it's just as crazy that we're having this conversation. Of course, we also are talking about people who can't even define what a woman is. So, of course, if you can't define what a woman is, how in the hell are you going to talk about these procedures 
saving a mom's life like with ectopic pregnancies or you know having an abortion which is not health at all it's not related to health care this is and all the way up until birth doctors don't don't that's not how medicine works i mean this it's the medical judgment for that that's not a medical judgment that's an insane judgment and physicians don't operate that way there was a really interesting it's american association of pro-life obstetricians and gynecologists they have like thousands of members and they had this huge statement that they published where they were talking about how that excuse is so overwrought and not even based in science because the idea that an infant may not survive post-delivery does not justify intentionally ending the life of said child prior to delivery and there are so many things at the doctor's fingertips to to use and it goes into a deep dive i'm going to include this in your email newsletter it goes into a deep dive but um it's incredibly informative skilled physicians save lives period i mean it's it is it's like this is um like uh using leeches to bleed people using that excuse to justify taxpayer funded which it is abortion on demand is inexcusable and these laws are insane. I don't know anyone who has any common sense that could justify any of this. Up, literally, while you know you change your mind while you're in. Bur- I mean, oh my gosh, how this is just horrific. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays noon to three p.m. Eastern time. Chapter and verse over at Substack. You can find that link in all of my social media profiles as well as at danalash.com too. So make sure you go check it out because I send out good stuff for you. And uh, of course, tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to wind down. We're going to wind down the week together. All kinds of good stuff. Kane, today in stupidity. All right. It's President Biden. Listen to this. That $2 trillion tax cut, the last guy. What was his name? Anyway, the last guy. I forgot it. He never showed up for the inauguration. Anyway. I um I actually bet he legitimately forgot his name. Yeah, I probably uh, did. You know what I mean? It makes sense to me that he would for- he's been forgetting a lot of things lately. So. Yeah, he for, he does, does he not? Yeah, yeah. But he does. hey, way to be political. Yeah, we'll have more ads, like maybe possibly from Eric Adams on how to get to gays yeah. from Florida into New York into the grayscale high rise urban living. We'll have that for you. More of that tomorrow. I think we're just going to do that all throughout the week because it's so ridiculous. It, it we would be failing you and our duty as Americans if we didn't mock it. Have a great night, everybody. We'll be back with you tomorrow.